This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning. This is Sport Today, your weekday sports news podcast that puts you ahead of the game. I'm Sam Ferris. And I'm Martin Gabor. It's Monday the 16th of August. In your sport today, Manly suffer an injury blow with the finals in sight. The Wallabies look set to scrap the Giddo Law. The greatest grandson makes his boxing debut. And Javo, India's newest test cricketer. This is your sport today. Footy fans will know the finals are just around the corner in both the AFL and NRL. The big news in rugby league on the weekend is the injury to Manly star fullback Tom Trebojevic, who could miss the rest of the regular season with a fractured cheekbone. And Fez, it's an injury that could affect the top four. So what happened was Trebojevic got hit high, it looks like, in a Mike Acevo tackle in the 56-10 win over Parramatta on Saturday night. The club then put out a statement on Sunday saying that Trebojevic was lucky to get hit in the same place where he's got a metal plate from a previous fracture, but it came out later that it was actually more serious. Since 2019, Manly has won 75% of the matches Trebojevic has played, but that number drops to just 31% when he's out. Fez, the Seagulls are in fifth spot with three weeks to go in the regular season and the club expects him to be back for the finals. As you said, Gabs, there are three rounds left in the NRL, but there's only one left in the AFL regular season. That's next weekend when the top eight teams will be locked in for finals footy. So there are 10 teams going for the eight spots. At the top of the ladder, three teams can finish first, those being the Demons, Cats and the power after the Western Bulldogs lost to Hawthorne last Saturday. And get this, Fez, the Demons, they play the Cats this weekend and the power, of course, they take on the Western Bulldogs. At the bottom of the top eight, GWS, Essendon, West Coast, Fremantle and Richmond are all playing for seventh and eighth. The Dockers kept their season alive with a win over the Eagles in last night's Western Derby in Perth, the first time in six years that Fremantle had won the Derby. There's quite a few ways the top eight might end up looking like, so we've popped a link in the episode notes explaining all the possible outcomes. For today's trivia question, let's revisit the Western Derby. Uh, Which team has won the most Western Derby games? You've got a 50-50 shot at this one. Gabs, what are you thinking? Well, based on the stat you mentioned earlier, I've got to lean West Coast way. Maybe. We'll have to find out at the end of the episode. While the footy finals are close, the semi-finals of the Super Netball were played on the weekend. The Swifts beat the Giants 62-61 to to move through to the grand final on August 28th. They'll face the winner of next weekend's match between the Giants and West Coast Fever after the Fever beat the Sunshine Coast Lightning 75-67. to Yep, and that is season over for the Lightning. As you said, Sam, the Fever play the Giants next weekend for a spot in the grand final. The Fever, they actually won the most games in the regular season with 11, but they started on minus 12 points, which is equal to three wins, after they were found to have deliberately spent over the salary cap in the 2018 and 2019 seasons. Former Australia Diamonds coach Lisa Alexander said the punishment was not heavy enough. She actually wanted the Fever to start at least seven games behind, but current Giants coach Julie Fitzgerald said the penalty doesn't really concern her or her team. The preliminary final between the Giants and Fever is on this coming Saturday from 3pm Australian Eastern Standard Time. 
The Bledisloe Cup is staying in New Zealand for another year. The All Blacks beating Australia 57-22 on Saturday night in Auckland to win the best of three series 2-0 with a game to spare. Australia hasn't won the Bledisloe since 2002 and it's got Rugby Australia thinking now might be the time to change how it selects the team, allowing more overseas players to play for the Wallabies. Yeah, Fez, that's, uh, that's since I started high school. That's, that's going back a while. Uh, so this would be what's unofficially known as the Gitto Law, named after former Wallaby, Matt Gitto. So before 2015, Australians playing in overseas competitions weren't considered for Wallaby selection to try and keep the best players playing in local competitions in Australia. Now that changed ahead of the 2015 World Cup when the law was tweaked to allow players who had played at least 60 tests or for seven years in Australia before heading abroad to be picked. And it was mainly changed so Gitto could be selected. That's why it's called the Gitto Law. It's undergone a few other changes, but it's still pretty much the same. But now that's said to be scrapped, right? Well, Rugby Australia boss Andy Marinos says it's going to be looked at. He says he wants to make more players available for selection, just like New Zealand, England and South Africa. Marinos even has experience in this. He was working with Rugby South Africa when they allowed overseas players to be picked for the Springboks. And Fez, we're not talking about a handful of players here. There are actually about 90 Australians playing overseas at the moment. I'd say a fair few players there, Gabs. Any change won't come into effect until after the current international season, which continues on August 28 when the Wallabies play the All Blacks over in Perth. A young boxer with a very familiar name made his professional boxing debut on the weekend. Middleweight Nico Ali Walsh, grandson of legendary heavyweight Muhammad Ali, won his first fight and did it wearing his grandfather's trunks. He sure did. But Ali Walsh said after the fight he's never putting them on again because of all the emotions that came with wearing them. Ali Walsh is just 21 and is the daughter of Ali's second oldest daughter, Rashida Ali Walsh. And Fez, it took him less than two minutes to beat mixed martial arts fighter Jordan Weeks. The crowd in Oklahoma, they were chanting, Ali, Ali. And after the match, Ali Walsh said, quote, It's a dream come true and it means so much. It seems like a lot of pressure, but to me, it's just my grandfather. To everyone else, to you guys and the crowd, he's the greatest fighter who ever lived. Maybe the greatest person, but to me, he's the greatest grandfather. Ali Walsh's promoter is Bob Arum, who also promoted his grandfather's first fight 55 years ago. Now, get the popcorn ready. Ali Walsh said it should be turned into a movie. I would definitely watch that. Yeah, I'm, I'm buying a ticket for that one. <laughs> there were two Australians in action that night, the Maloney brothers, Andrew and Jason. Andrew lost the WBA super flyweight title to champion Joshua Franco, but his big brother, Jason, had earlier beaten Joshua Greer Jr. for the WBC silver bantamweight title and is now on his way to a world title shot. The Premier League kicked off this weekend with all 20 teams in action. Chelsea, Liverpool and Manchester United all won, but it was a different story for Arsenal. Their 2-0 loss to new Premier League club Brentford caused the president of Rwanda and Arsenal fan Paul Kagame to share his thoughts on Twitter 
And he wasn't pleased. Oh, no, he was not, Fez. Kagami said, we just must not excuse or accept mediocrity. A team has to be built with purpose to win, win, win. Now, it's not the first time Kagami has tweeted about his favourite football club, and fans will have noticed a sponsorship on the sleeve of Arsenal's jersey, which says, visit Rwanda. The tourism partnership between Arsenal and Rwanda has been in place since 2018 and is reportedly worth around $56 million. The deal has been criticised, but the Rwandan government says the sponsorship pays for itself with foreign tourism. And it's set to continue to Gabs. The deal reportedly extended for three more years. Arsenal will look to bounce back against Chelsea next Monday. There were plenty of sporting highlights on the weekend, but one that caught our eye was India's newest test cricketer. He goes by the name of Javo, and he tried his best in the ongoing match at Lords. Now, before you go checking the scorecards, Javo was actually just a fan, but he was dressed in the full cricket whites and just casually strolled onto the field like he was a player and almost got away with it. He was out there for a little while. Yeah, Fez, he actually got all the way out to the middle, and when security finally figured out what was going on, the fan with Javo 69 on his shirt pointed to the Indian team logo, trying to explain to them that he was actually part of the team. Now, no harm was done, and the Indian team, they even saw the funny side of it. Javo was quietly escorted from the field. I don't think this is going to count as his test debut, though. No, that's not official. (laughs) If you haven't seen it, there's a link in the episode notes for you to check out. Time for Catch This, Gabs, uh, the stuff that caught our eye or what's coming up, and what have you got? Fez, NFL fans, They'll be across the show, Hard Knocks, which started last night. If you've never seen it before, the Dallas Cowboys are the perfect team to get you started because there is always something happening with them on or off the field. And with it starting, I am now officially pumped for the new season, which starts in a few weeks. Bring it on. Nice one. Gabs fans in Australia can watch Hard Knocks on ESPN. The answer to today's trivia question, who has won the most matches in the Western Derby? That would be the West Coast Eagles, 32 to 21. All right, that's it for us today. Thank you so much for tuning in and we'll catch you again tomorrow. 